Welcome to Exley Transmission number 9. Tonight we've got a very special show and some very special guests. The opening tracks there were Mum Dance and Logos, Glass with the Boiling Devils mix on different circles. Following that was Broken Up and Machine Code with Milky Plus um, subtract. Tonight our guests are Nick Warwick of Silent Message and Winter Phillip. And our other good friend here, Justin Mitchell of Cold Spring. Hello. Hello. So tonight we're going to, I mean, what have we got? What have you brought with you, music-wise? Um, I've brought some classic Cold Spring tracks. Fantastic. And, uh, the catchy ones. Yeah, the hum-along ones. Yeah. And, uh, including Coil. And also, because the album comes out next month on CDM, on it, Fantastic. Uh, is the uh, Cost track from their album, Governance. <laughs> Fantastic, looking forward to that. And uh, Nick, what about yourself? What you got in your bag of records? I have a bag of drum and bass, basically, Fantastic. but um, kind of cold, dark, minimal drum and bass. Well, you've, you've certainly done your homework. That's exactly the kind of shit we're after. Yes. Saying, so, yeah. so uh, what do you guys want to play first? The first track is... Transpanoran Ring Ritual. Wow. I've never heard anyone say that before. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Including just now. <laughs> A track called Seventh Man. The album is Perfection and Permanence. Yeah. 
windows into rich fields of data. That was cost with redacted, repressed and recalcitrant from their album, fourth cabin album on LP and CD, Governance on Coulterbring. Really looking forward to that. So that's the first first time play there then? It is the first, it's mastered and it's the, that is the only track that's mastered right now and that's the first time anyone's heard it. That's amazing. It's, it's a really heavy track. Because I, like, I like it when it's engineered correctly, you get the sub-bass feel for that. Yeah. So we're, we're sitting in here and it's, it doesn't just sound like it's necessarily just thrown together a lot of thoughts gone into the production. Yeah, cost are really good at that. We but. use a really good mastering studio that knows how to pull the yeah, bass yeah. right yeah. out and um, it's such a good mastering studio, Cage Studios in Coventry, that um, are so used to that, this kind of sound that they know how to widen the, the entire sound. Even the artists are surprised about how yeah. it, that their music has actually been increased in power. Yeah, yeah. So live, uh, hopefully, that you know, a good engineer on, the, on every date of the tour will yeah. keep that kind of cost of, solid. Cost of touring again? Cost uh, did their tour of Flesh last year, yeah. and, and they're touring all the time. Uh, yeah. Good lads, and they're always, always... Because um, I heard your last, uh, you know, the last Cold Spring LP with uh, Godflesh and Cost, yeah. and uh, you, know, you sent that over to me, and I thought that was wonderful. Pop yeah, it was very heavy. Very heavy, yeah. It's very, very bleak. They're so good live that they pull it off live as yes. well. They, yeah, they, yeah. they manage to um, keep that really heavy quality yeah. live in there. And uh, the stage is usually very, very dark. Yeah. And they just blast it out. They, they do quite short sets, 25 minutes. I mean, we were talking about this earlier where, where we say that, you know, there's a lot of shows that Todd, our good friend Todd, drags me to a lot of Love shows. Him. Yeah. Where I just think, what the fuck is this? And then about 20 minutes in, it sort of starts to click for me a little bit. And it's nice to be challenged by music and a lot of the stuff that Cold Spring and End Time do is very challenging and I realise that when I see it live I don't necessarily go and listen to it but I actually go and experience it and, and there's something a little bit different there's a, you have to adapt a different way of experiencing those kind of music I had to choose tracks to play today yeah so, yeah. so um, some tracks just leap out it was sort of easy for me to kind of cobble together five tracks for this show today yeah, be- yeah. because one thing that I'm very proud of all the artists on the label is they are talented. Yeah. Um, and it's actually quite difficult to, to choose a track from each of those artists they've chosen today. Yeah. From their albums to, um, to demonstrate their ability. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got uh, you've got another one for us. Sutcliffe so Ugand, they've come into their own, I think, musically. A lot of people listening to this might not consider this musical, but uh, uh, there's no cause. <laughs>
The track was I'm Fist of the Sun, uh, Who Will Wash My Right Hand, from the album Who Will Wash My Right Hand, which is also on Yellow Vinyl. Fantastic. I got to see I'm Fist of the Sun when you guys all put on Merzbun. Yeah. And his performance was, uh, well, it's pretty wild. Um, he turns up with a box of tricks, line checks, in about 40 seconds. He's, a, he's efficient. And then shr- and shrugs and just says, that's me. Packs it up. In like a yeah, so like a like a like a travelling salesman. He, yeah. he turns up, does yeah, his thing. He's a genius. Yeah, he, he just he doesn't want to get in anyone's way, and uh, I love him to bits. Fantastic. So that album's available at Cold Spring now. There's three albums available: Behavioural Decline, a live album. If you buy anything of his, you get a free live album when we put him on the garage in London. And there's a new album being worked on for 2017. Awesome. So you've got one more track for us for, for the Cold Spring section of this show. It is. Yeah. It's possibly the most musical, but it's also yeah. the kind of weirdest because they, they were weird people. And I'm very, very, <laughs> very proud to be a representative of, the, of this band, which I've loved since the 80s. So to be able to release three albums now is Coil. The track is Fire of the Mind. <laughs>
So the next part of the show, we have Nick Warwick, drum and bass DJ, Silent Message, and bass guitarist for Winter Filleth. Thank you for coming on the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, so you've got some drum and bass for us. What's your favorite kind of D&B, man? I think one of the main things that I appreciate with drum and bass music particularly is its versatility. So yeah. in the past, if you asked me that question, I would have said Renegade Hardware, No U-Turn, Ed Rush, stuff that growls, basically. <laughs> Um, and I still love all that kind of stuff now, but um, yeah, I mean, I, if I'm listening to a mix, like say for one of, you know, in one of my mixes or whatnot, I'd like to maybe start off with a lighter kind of, maybe liquid if you want to call it that. Yeah, we, we were talking about this last time in the sense that um, a lot of listeners will know your work from Winter Filleth, and, and obviously that's a ve- that's extreme music. That's that's I'd say that's almost black metal and very much death metal. Mm-hmm. And the assumption is that somebody who listens to electronic music or dance music from that era yeah. has to be into the hard side, right? Goes to the hard side. You know, the mixes you've sent me yeah. in the past have very much been, uh, I would, I mean, yeah, chordal in liquid, but a lot of it's kind of, um, it's got form, it's got structure, and it's ever so slightly menacing, but it's not tear out. And, and I'm starting to appreciate that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, what I really appreciate in drum and bass is, is a subtlety in a lot of the production. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, obviously there's, like you say, full tear-out music yeah, out there, yeah, yeah. which is just, you know... And there's a time and a place, on. isn't there? Exactly, you know, yeah. yeah, but I think one thing that's really come through in more recent years, drum and bass-wise, has been a much more minimal kind of sound. Yes. Yep. Um, and back in the kind of late 90s, you know, people like Source Direct and Fotec would have been really kind of yeah. influential in this kind of much more technical way of producing yep. uh, drum programming that was much more complex rather than yeah. just the straight forward um, yeah, beat yeah, form yeah. that you know most people will associate with drum and bass so um, I think that side of things has influenced the kind of stuff I like to play a lot more these days and, and, and I, I like to be able to if you've got if I'm doing a mix I will generally try to do one about 80 minutes purely so I can burn it onto a disc yeah. for the car yeah exactly um, but um, and within that 80 minutes it's important for me to kind of go from that sound through to the you know keep the hard stuff for the yeah. end or, or whatever it's generally very good point there DJing and drum and bass very particularly it's about building up it's about being a selector and if you can keep that sort of curve and you can keep it for longer it's like we were saying before we was, it's so much easier just to throw in the heaviest bit to begin with and then where do you go but um so what's your what's your first tune we've got um the first track is by ulterior motive um who are a uh, a duo of producers from the south coast uh, this is a track called Tech 2 from the real EP on Shogun Audio. Uh, this is a really good throwback tune to that kind of nasty, gnarly, late 90s tech step sound. Um, like I mentioned before, Ed Rush, No U-Turn Talk. This has got that growling Hoover type bass line and it's just, it's just one of those pieces of stinging filth.
Okay, uh, so that last track there was uh, by an artist called Jay Kenzo. It was on 31 Records. It's a tune called Sakura, which came out um, tail end of last year. Uh, 31 Records being Dot Scott's label, of course. That tune in particular, uh, again, I feel is an, another real 90s throwback tune. Uh, anyone that hears that, uh, as I did when I first heard it, that's a real throwback to that Bristol DJ Crust sound. Um, in particular, a tune called Soul in Motion which was an, an old classic on Full Cycle um, way back when. And as soon as I heard that, it was like, wow, someone's really, really managed to nail that sound again. Yeah. Um, we were just talking there again about um, about the sort of sterility of, of a newer funk. I mean, I like a lot of it. Some of it, I prefer the sound design of it rather than the actual polished sound. Mm-hmm. But artists like Jay Kenzo, Nominate, um, Basic Rhythm, there's a lot of these acts at the moment who are going, wait a second, there was so much more to still be explored in the late 90s sonically yeah. that, that now with the new equipment, we, we can create that sound. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily retro-futuristic because if you put that Jay Kenzo track next to those Ed Rush optical tunes, you would you would hear the difference. Mm. But it's it's going back to that style where there's a little bit of surface tension, a bit of surface noise on the brakes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's extremely... Um, reminiscent of that sound as far as the the, the drum programming goes That's it, um, yeah. you know as soon as I heard that snare drum I was like has he just taken that straight from Soul in <laughs> yeah. Motion it could have he probably got it from a DAT tape or a, yeah. like one of the sample CDs used to be able to get yeah. he's put it into his sampler but they, uh, that just like a crunchy break I mean yeah. uh, drum and bass used to just be enough to be the drum and the bass mm-hmm. and I think that we I wouldn't say we've lost our way sometimes but uh, at least from a production point of view um Unless you're processing it correctly, you need to add more. Yeah. So, so just having a really fat bass line or just something with something, some rhythm and then the drums, you know, created it. You know, Jay Kenzo's nailed it there. You yeah. Know, I've been listening to a lot of his mixes as well recently. And I think, um, uh, I think that goes back to what we were talking about, the, the minimal style of drum and bass. Yeah. Even though it could be tagged as minimal mm. when you actually listen with a very keen ear to the way some of those tracks are produced you think there's only two or three sparse elements yeah but they change every four bars yes exactly um, yep. so there is like that it's in the details with yeah. that kind of music i think which i think is really funny because in 2017 a track that would have once been classed as maximal is now considered minimal yeah i mean if we'd have heard that back in 1993 would have been like holy shit there is so much to this sound but now you listen to it in a world of very compressed highly complex electronic mm-hmm. music it seems a little bit it feels minimal but yeah. really like we like we know that it's 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 there's a lot more to it than, than simply just the four elements it's yes. changes it's how you use those four elements it's saying more with less yeah absolutely and it's it, it generally always tends to be more effective that way yeah um i think you know um you, you can overload yeah, yeah. and I think you just become too aware of it being overloaded when yeah. you hear it, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, and that's something where you have to kind of pick apart the track a bit more. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you have to try it. I mean, I, I think this is something. That, I mean, I've got a, a couple of mates who who are sitting write music with, um, and I'll show them bits and bobs sometimes. And, and when, when I get a lot of demos sent to me from, from friends and mates, and they're like, oh, have a, have a listen to this. You can see that they're they're absolutely on the right path, but they're like, well, I've heard this six times now. I need to add something else to it to change mm-hmm. the old sentence. No, 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 no. no leave, as good leave as it, it was. Leave it. Or imagine you're going to hear this for the first time. I know you've heard it for the sixty seventh time, but you know, leave it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, and that's you know, that's that's always going back to what we do with with the band as well. We do the creative process there is yeah. it's knowing when to stop. Yes. And, and it's really easy when when you're at home demoing material 
how great would that sound with another harmony on yeah, top of it? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. well, actually, no, yeah, yeah. leave that. You're not yeah. Pink Floyd. Yeah, no, <laughs> self-editing is very, very yeah, important. Knowing when to put the paintbrush yeah, yeah. down. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, interesting. It's, it's interesting as well, I mean, um, to go back to 31 Records, um, there's an artist on that label called Hidden Turn, yeah. who's a bit of a, a bit of a strange producer, one of yeah. these kind of clandestine people. Okay. Very rarely de- DJs out, as far as I understand. Yeah. And his style's very kind of half-time drum and bass. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, there's a particular track on his album that came out last year uh, called Freedom, which yeah. is one of my favourite tunes um, of last year. And that's a really ethereal kind of spacious yeah. piece of music. And I remember just tweeting the guy uh, yeah. saying you know how much I appreciated that track and he was like yeah um, you know I'm, he said he was really glad that he left that track as it was yeah. he said he was so tempted to add more to it because it's just one of those things that you could build and build and build exactly. on exactly yeah. um, but I think he got the balance just right with that one I think there's, there's another interesting point there as well it's like um, leave something for DJs do you know what I mean? The amount of times I've written a tune, yeah, and I come to I mix the two point. tunes together. I'm like, there's, there's there's almost no space in here. I have to fade out of one, fade into another. Yeah, because I've not left enough space for for, for the DJ to do this. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think um, one thing that I've found mixing a bit more of the kind of liquid and melodic style of drum and bass hmm. into into the other stuff as well is that you really have to be very mindful hmm. of the clashes with that kind of music yeah 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 because if you've got a pile of just neuro or a pile of minimal or, or whatever y- you can generally get away with with mixing the, the music together yeah, yeah. but when it's uh, when it's like a lush string melody or something like that then it's uh, it become it the clashes can be horrendous yeah you need big tunes and little tunes yes so, uh, absolutely so moving on to the next track Okay, so the next track is uh, on Esoteric uh, label, which is the collaborative label of artists Nucleus and Paradox. Uh, they've been on the circuit for many years, uh, had an album on Reinforced, which is one of the most legendary DMV labels that, that's out there. Um, they had an album out called Esoteric Funk uh, a few years ago. The, the main thing that sticks out for me in their tunes is the intricacies of the drum programming. You'll never, you'll very rarely hear the straightforward DMB rhythm in a in a Nucleus and Paradox tune. It's always very intricate. This track's a perfect example of it. It's a track called Foundation.
So that was tracked by Future Forces, that's an old tune, um, a track called Bypass, um, and keen of you might uh, recognise the Blade Runner samples running through that one, um, but that's an old an old track, kind of classic tech step style from a Trouble on Vinyl album called um, Code of the Streets, which was 97 or 98 or something, but that is a, is a really great nasty track from yeah. that era. Yeah, uh, that, I mean we've um, we played Future Forces stuff on the show before with uh, with Ruckus. We did a, an alternative history of drum and bass. Uh, oh show. yes, yeah. Um, I think you had to listen to that. We, it's available actually on the SoundCloud on, on the website. You can just get the alternative history of drum and bass with Ruckus, and um, we play a number of tunes that may have may have been forgotten or, 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 or tunes that you may not have heard from that era. But Future Forces is. Um, um, who, who, who was Future Forces? It was it was a duo um, of uh, I think it's Jason Maldini, yeah. I think, and Darren White, who yeah. is more commonly known as D Bridge these it. days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, D Bridge now runs his own label, Exit Records. Yep, which yeah, is a very kind of that's a great label. Uh, I mean, along with uh, Thirty One, I think, um, and kind of Solar, they're kind of like the leading lights for me these days in, yeah. in, in drum and bass labels. Exit is um, something which is very kind of left of field. Yeah, it's not all DMB. It's not no. all one seventy BPM. Yeah, um, it's you know, but the, and the DMB that they do put out tends to be very forward thinking and it's uh, yeah. it's it's shown me uh, um, a lot of how it's changed yeah. in more recent years I yeah think. I, th- I think it's uh, it's funny because um, very much what I mean uh, Nick and I are both into heavy metal as well here so it's, it's a good example of this is that drum and bass and heavy metal are very similar and for a very strange reason there's things that people will tell you that used to be the heaviest thing they'd ever heard, right? <laughs> and then you listen to it now in 2017, you're like, this isn't heavy, this is heavy. And drum and bass is exactly the same. There's a lot of my friends who are a bit older who have been listening to sort of the, you know, the older stuff and, and they think, you know, they'll, they'll tell you, this is a really heavy tune. It was once the heaviest tune they'd ever heard, yeah. you know. And now uh, it come along with, you know, uh, some of the crossbreed stuff or even some of the Donny and current value mixes, some of that kind of counter strike really heavy stuff yeah yeah compared to what what you'd now class as, as different heavy the same thing goes with metal the stuff that used to be heavy mm-hmm. or it was heavy at the time but then someone out heavied it you know yeah. I, I think that that's a very interesting uh, interesting thing so to focus on some of the tracks uh, here in the show and and, and and generally that necessarily aren't necessarily heavy but aren't in the pursuit of heaviness they're in the pursuit of something else and that's what's really interesting I think yeah um, and I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier I mean it's probably why I've always been attracted to drum and bass as my principal um, electronic musical form Hmm. uh, because I think it is so versatile yeah Um, you can go from the liquid you've now got the halftime thing which 
10 years ago was not there at all. No. Which no. makes DJing sets a lot more interesting as well. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, I always like to maybe either start with stuff like that or make sure that in the middle of the mix you go into that kind of half-time minimalness. Yeah. Because the effectiveness to then bring it back out That's into right, full break on. break it out a little bit. Aim and, aim and breaks again yeah, later yeah, on. Yeah. It, it's all about contrast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, that kind of versatility, you've got the jazzy side as well, yeah, the funky yeah, side yeah. of it. And you can't really say that a lot uh, about other, other genres. Other genres I, I'd say pretty much think. metal is about the only other genre you can do with. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. and I suppose there is elements of it in other... In other I mean, I, I think if we all dug deeper, there'd probably be different... There would be levels of different music but uh, within a genre or a sub-genre. But no more versatile than I'd say drum and bass, definitely. And there's, there's, mm-hmm. it's almost like there's no excuse for doing a boring drum and bass set. You yes. know, like there's sometimes when I go to shows and, you know, I, I you know, credit everybody who tries and, you know, never be uh, ill-willed about anyone. But there are some occasions where, um, you know, I, I want to shake some some people and be like, there is so much you could do here. Yeah. You know, like there's no excuse for not exploring these kind of realms and like you said earlier the jazzy realms there's something stuff mm-hmm. I've been listening to recently and I, I mentioned as well um, that CERN track uh, Patterns uh, oh yeah, yeah and that's yeah, yeah. Uh, Dispatch I think that's on Dispatch I, I, I recently um, put I'm going to put that in one of my mixes coming up but it, the drums cut out at some point but it still flows and there's 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 a, there's a vocal vocal part that sort of doesn't really make sense it's not very coherent but um, it, it is jazz it's, it's really jazz mm-hmm. it's funky I can feel my shoulders swinging when I play yeah, you know? yeah. and um, so so mixing that up with some of the harder stuff some of the softer stuff it, yeah it's 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 there's a lot of really good stuff coming out yeah uh, um, and for me it's it's about dynamics in a set and um, like you say there's no excuse for, for doing a boring set yeah. now because yeah. you've got such a rich history of 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 styles to choose from now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for example, if you go and see someone DJ, even in the kind of liquid area, so someone like Lensman, for yeah. example, his you you would listen to his music on record and think, well, if you go and see Lensman DJ, it's just going to be it's all going to be liquid. Yeah. But there'll be something that he drops in the middle. I remember seeing him in Leeds um, a year or two back, and he played Nasty Ways by Dillinger right in the, yeah, middle yeah. Of the liquid set. <laughs> And you can see how effective that is. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. yeah. I like it when DJs surprise you like that. Yeah. You know, you you know that they know the tunes that they're going to play. But I mean, there's times where I've been at a show and someone's just dropped something from the complete left field. It's and great. I'm the only one in the room who knows that uh, uh, this is a different genre. Like, nice one. So yeah. yeah. It's like having so, a secret weapon. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you always want to you know, like wink and nod at the DJ. Yeah, you? absolutely. So um, we're going to get a mix from you coming up in, in, the, in the next couple of months, hopefully, when everything's... Yes, uh, uh, when everything's back in working in order. order. Yeah, the yeah. same thing to be said about the studio as well here. It's <laughs> I mean, everything half works. But um, yeah, uh, Nick, Silent Message, thank you very much for coming on the show. We're going to play one more tune. This is uh, Nintendo Dubstep by Ebola. Um, it's a nice little end track. It's actually released on uh, Todd Endtime's early label, um, Noise Tech, and uh, it sounds a little bit like this. 